0: Fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at at fantasyfootballcbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go!
1: Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave,
2: Jamie, and Heath. Recapping Sunday here, week seven, on October 21st. What's up, everybody? The gang is back together. All four of us are here Adam, Jamie, Dave, Heath. And we are going to take you through everything. The leaderboard, the winners, the losers, all those number two running backs that were really good. Most of them were really good. How would you rate this NFL Sunday on a scale of 0 to 10? Dave Richard on the awesomeness o Awesome-o-meter.
1: Uh, this one was a 10. This one was a lot of fun. Lots of close games. A lot of games that looked like blowouts and they became close toward the end.
2: Jamie, what was the best finish of week 7?
3: The best finish of week seven was Bears Patriots as it came within a yard of being tied on a Hail Mary.
0: Heath, should they have gone for two in London? No. Yes. yes. I don't think it's like a terrible idea. I don't think it's indefensible, but I think that's the wrong move there.
3: It was absolutely the wrong move. That's a, that's a one in five, two in four desperation move. They, they tie that game and they're still The chance to be leading the division if they end up winning it. It was a 13 play.
1: Hold on. It was a 13 play drive. Took five minutes off the clock. They were moving downfield on them. That Mm -hmm. defense was tired. You had your foot right on their throat. Going for it was the right move. The plays they called. All they would have done was giving the ball back to the Chargers with time for them to go kick 30 seconds.
2: It was absolutely the dumbest move that they could have done. Yeah, but what's the difference between going for it? And taking the lead, or tying, or you know, have a tie game, and give the ball uh, back to the Chargers. At
3: least you give yourself a chance.
2: What? River doesn't take the same. River thing. doesn't
0: take the same chances to get a field goal if the game's tied. Oh, I don't know one. about down that. Down one, they get a field goal.
2: They weren't getting a field goal. I mean, and if yeah. they did, they have a they have a a young a rookie kicker it's
0: who has never missed,
2: stupid, who's stupid, not that stupid. good he's never missed he I went to Miami. trust me he's not that good It is a dumb decision uh dumb, I liked it I liked it um I thought this was interesting guys there were only two quarterbacks this week that were started in more than 82 percent of leagues I I don't know like how super significant that is but that just shows everybody's got options do you know the two quarterbacks that were started in in more than 82 percent of leagues
3: Brady
0: Patrick Mahomes
2: T- Matt Brady Um. Yes, Mahomes.
0: Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. Drew Brees. Nah, nah, no. Um. Andrew Luck, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff,
2: uh, Matt Ryan.
0: Oh, that makes more sense than any of our guesses.
2: Yeah, Brady was started in seventy-eight percent of leagues. Um, Ryan and Mahomes are the only quarterbacks that are like basically universally started. Kind of fun, you know. Everybody's got. Everybody's got options at quarterback.
0: Well, I think, I think the scoring today though, cause I was sitting here thinking, you mentioned the leaderboard. I don't really know who the top five quarterbacks were because everybody that threw for a lot of yards didn't throw very many touchdowns and the guy that threw for the most touchdowns threw for like 150 yards. Not a great so week. Not it was week. so format dependent on the quarterback scoring. The top five in a four point per touchdown league, I don't think would look anything like the top five in a six point this week.
2: Yeah, uh, only two thirty oh, no. points. Oh Trubisky's scored. probably there
3: for both.
2: Trubisky, yeah, he's number one right now. Um, and then, you know, I was talking... We, Jamie and I were doing the radio show last night, and what really stood out to me... I, I don't know why I didn't notice this uh when we were doing the start and sit shows on Thursday and Friday. It's like, look at the guys that everybody had ranked, like, 10 through 20-ish at, at running back. It was almost nobody that we would have expected... In the preseason, Latavius Murray, TJ Yeldon, Tariq Cohen, Karayan Johnson, Nick Chubb, James White, depending on, you know, where you might have had him. So, running back was so interesting, and most of those guys came through, huh, Dave?
1: Plenty of them did. A Couple of them didn't, but th- that's the nature of the beasts of running backs in fantasy football.
2: I guess so. Uh, I guess this is an argument for zero RB, right? <laughs>
1: Well, Todd Gurley did pretty well.
2: Yes, as always, Todd Gurley. A lot of well. other
1: first round running backs maybe didn't do so well this week, but they'll have their weeks.
2: Alright, let's, uh, let's get into, uh, the big news, then the winners and losers. Rob Gronkowski is expected to play next week. He's at Buffalo on Monday night. Steelers owner Art Rooney does not expect the team to trade Le'Veon Bell. The trade deadline is the end of this month. Sony Michelle left in the first half. Jamie, reaction.
3: All right, thanks. Um, hopefully he's going to be okay. I don't think we've seen a report yet on what the status of his injury is moving forward, but, um, man, sucks. You know, they don't have, uh, the, the depth that they're usually have. I would imagine that they, um, the first guy that comes to mind is Mike Gillisley. He's still available. He's with the team. He knows the plays. So he can come in and, you know, be a part of a rotation with James White and probably Kenyon Barner, but Barner's somebody you got to go look at. Um, not that he's going to be a must start guy like Sonny Michelle was, but, in deeper leagues now with uh, the thick of the bye weeks, he's somebody that could end up being a flex option.
2: Yeah, they've got an extra day. Hopefully, uh, Michelle's injury not too serious. Barner had 10 carries for 36 yards. James White had 11 carries. That's a lot for him, 11 carries for 40 yards. Uh, Heath, that same game next week, might not have LaShawn McCoy. Also, Chris Ivory got hurt, but he says he's fine. He came back in. Uh, but McCoy left with a head injury in the first quarter. So, uh, you know, Chris Ivory's done a pretty nice job, actually, when he's been he's called upon.
3: He's had the upon. two best games for Buffalo this year.
2: Oh, that's a shame. Heath, you going to pick up Chris Ivory?
0: Uh, let's see what this situation looks like, but I could see a league where I do. I'd like to get a little more. It was weird, McCoy entry because it really looked like on that play he hurt his ankle. Yeah. And then by the time he got to the locker room, they said it was a head injury. Listen, if, if McCoy is out for next week, I think Ivory's probably a top 35 back. He's probably somebody you're flexing.
2: Ivory, uh, 16% owned. That's the topic for Tuesday's waiver wire show. Bilal Powell left with a neck injury. They're at Chicago next week and, uh, we wish the best for Powell. I don't think it was one of those super serious neck injuries, right? I mean, uh, but still a neck injury. Yeah.
3: You know, right they're, there. they're close to getting Elijah McGuire back.
2: Yeah. Good call. Interesting. Uh, Crowell though could have a lot of work next week at the Bears. Blake Bortles was benched for Cody Kessler. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice very nice very classy Heath very classy thank you how was orlando by the way Did you have fun
0: it was fantastic food and wine at epcot was wonderful and uh i i think i discovered that the best not discovered but for me the best roller coasters i've ever been on my life at sea world which doesn't sound like a roller coaster place are they underwater no, one of them though, uh, went like 73 miles an hour. Another one went upside down nine times.
2: Nine dude. That's
0: and then the nice. third one is, uh, you ride on your stomach. Oh, that's You're fine. just held in by the straps that are holding your stomach and that's it. I would die on that ride. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, that does sound pretty crazy. As
2: Jamie pointed out off the air, um, Islands of Adventure has, uh, the best roller coasters.
0: I, I think SeaWorld may have it now. I not know. Just judging by it. the blogs that I read.
2: Uh, Deshaun Watson had to take a bus to the game because they were worried about his, his ribs and his lung. Uh, Is that bad? That's bad. Yeah, he couldn't fly. So he had to take a bus. Good thing they're at home on Thursday.
1: He might make it back in time.
2: (laughs) Uh, and he had a bad game predictable against, bad fantasy game against Jaguars. Justin Tucker missed the first extra point of his NFL career and it cost Baltimore the game. They were going for the tying extra point. He missed it. And Marcus Mariota threw his first red zone interception of his career. Let's do winners and losers. Heath, why don't you kick it off with your winners from the late games? you got a couple of winners, including Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup.
0: Woo-hoo. Yes, Michael Gallup, maybe finally going to break through into the player he kind of looked like in the preseason, cut a long touchdown pass. Still think Cole Beasley probably leads this team in targets, but the more big plays he makes like that, the more... Opportunities, I would say, he gets in this offense, and they—they they don't look like a very good offense at all until,
3: until they trade for Amari Cooper,
0: and unless they trade for Amari Cooper, and then maybe we'll see.
3: Yeah,
2: Gallup, that'd be fun. I hope they do it. Gallup had um, the long touchdown, as you mentioned, and Phil Sims—not Phil Sims, sorry—it was uh, Jim Nance and uh Tony Romo on the call. And you obviously, whenever Tony Romo talks about the Cowboys, you take it seriously. By the way, pretty cool that Redskins Cowboys was on CBS. Uh, he was kind of saying, like, he was saying a lot of positive things. It, it felt to me like he knew that they wanted to get Gallup more involved. And they, they had kind of been talking, they may have even said that openly. I, you know, they were kind of cutting in and out as on red zone. But Gallup, three catches, 81 yards and a touchdown. And, um don't know his ownership percentage. So I will look it up. I assume it's w- widely available. It's very, very low. It is 11%. And he's Alvin Kamara, another winner.
0: Yeah, and I think we all expected his touches to bounce back, but there were certainly a lot of people concerned about it, and they bounced back. Most importantly, he got a lot of work in the fourth quarter of a game they were ahead, and he got the carries inside. Not, I don't don't know if he got all of them, but on one drive he got all the carries inside the five-yard line and scored the short touchdown.
2: He did. Uh, Earlier in the game, Ingram was in on the Ben Watson touchdown, which was a one-yard touchdown. Ingram was in the game on that. But it was nice to see Kamara get in near the goal line, score a short yardage touchdown, um, and he had 17 carries. Ingram had 12 carries, and, and Kamara doubled them up on yards. Uh, what do you think about Mark Ingram, guys, in this game? 12 carries, 32 yards, 2 catches, 10 yards. Dave?
1: It's frustrating, but it was a tough matchup for him to run on, and clearly this was a game where Kamara got far more involved than he did the previous week. It's uh, it's going to be this way. It's not going to be every week where both of them go off, right? Although there will be some matchups where they will. Next week isn't going to be one of them. They play against Minnesota, but the week after that, it's the Rams at their place. I bet you'd see them both go off by then. Next week, I'd take Camaro over Ingram.
2: All right, Jamie, let's get to your winners. It's Carry On Johnson time.
3: I'm a little mad at myself. Uh, I believe it was Tuesday afternoon in our office. I said. Talk me out of on Johnson as the start of the week. And I didn't stick with the guy that I should have stuck with, which was on Johnson. Now, that was before Theo Riddick was ruled out. Um, that that changed things a little bit for him. Not that he was uh, a huge factor in the passing game, but, you know, a few more touches. But he was awesome. In the first half, he averaged 17.7 yards per carry. He finished averaging 8.3 yards per carry. Uh, The only thing that didn't happen for him was scoring a touchdown. But he was so awesome against the Dolphins. First off, the Dolphins think against running back, so that's a good thing. But uh, if if there's ever an indication that he needs to get more work, and you can trust him as a starting running back week in week out, this was the indication.
2: I got a little secret for you, Jamie. Tariq Cohen outscored Carryon Johnson
3: in PPR. He did. But so there you, you know, go, you start of the week. You just you just look at the um, the eyeball test though. Uh, yeah. while, while Tariq Cohen was great, and and, and thankfully he he played uh, to the level that I hoped he would play at, but Carryon uh, looked
1: awesome. Got to yeah. look on the bright side. Yeah, you 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 can use them now. You can use them next week. No, it was it was great to see.
2: Carry on, Johnson. Next week we'll get Seattle coming off their bye, and your other winner. It's so funny. We have two bears that are winners amongst the three of three analysts here. Two bears that are winners and two bears that are losers. Our first winning winning bear is Trey Burton for Jamie. He was sixty one percent started. He had a huge game, one hundred sixty two yards and a touchdown on eleven targets. Um, all right, yeah, Trey, Trey Burton, his best game of the year.
3: It was great to see. I mean, do this more. Feature him more like this. Alan Robinson thinks That's a loser for me. Um, you know, he, he, I don't know how hurt he is, but I don't think he's going to live up to what the expectations were for him. But this gives you a sign of, you know, Trey Burton kind of was able to be successful for you as a fantasy tight end, despite not having the, the big targets and receptions, uh, early in the season. If this is a sign of things to come that they can feature him, look, it's going to be times where, uh, Robinson will have some moments Miller will have some moments Gabriel will have some moments Obviously There's a lot of mouths to feed in this offense But if we get this from Burton It just makes that tight end position that much better
1: He was already on his way to having a good game And then Patrick Chung got hurt And Trubisky immediately started looking for him And that's when he scored his touchdown
2: I did uh, say he had 162 yards He had 126 yards My apologies 9 for 126 in a touchdown On 11 touchdown- on 11 targets um, And he had 86 in a touchdown the week before uh, the, the game before anyway. So, uh, it gets the Jets next week. So, um Burton is the number one tight end right now, and we still have a couple games left. Kittle's number three. Who would you rather have rest of the season?
1: Kittle. I'll stick with Kittle. Me too. That was close. <sighs> you know, you were... it's a lot closer now than it was yesterday. <laughs> Less competition for Kittle.
2: I, I just, I don't want to buy into George Kittle, but you, ha- you have to, right? I mean, it's three games in a row. What, what is no. there not to buy into? Last, three, last, had, three, three, out three, three out of four. Three out of four. Which is great for a tight end. Uh, what's not to buy It? Be- is, I just, I have no faith in him, but he loves Kittle.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> three out of these four games have been with Bethard. if I'm...
3: Yes, yes. That, I'm, look, I mean, he probably would have done not necessarily this, per se, but he probably would have been successful with Garoppolo. I think it, he would have.
0: It's it's a weird thing because Beathard is much, much worse than Garoppolo, but the target share would likely be different if Garoppolo was the quarterback.
2: Yeah, I I had a lot of George Kittle. He got hurt, and I thought he became one of the best values in fantasy because he was going to be ready for week one. Everybody sort of took him off their draft board. Not everybody, but so many people. I had a lot of Kittle because I, I thought he'd be great with Garoppolo. I just don't – I guess it's more like I don't want to buy into Bethard, but he does enough and he gets Kittle involved. Kittle's been great. I, I
3: think one thing to keep an eye on moving forward is can Kittle and Goodwin coexist with Bethard? because yeah. you saw last week it was Goodwin and no Beathard – or excuse me, uh, it was Goodwin and no Kittle. This week it was Kittle and no Goodwin.
2: Yeah. I don't know how you guys felt, but – I wasn't ready to buy back into Goodwin but I was this week cuz just what wide receivers have been doing against the Rams and Goodwin was, He was Goodwin worth was he was cup. worth
3: picking up. You didn't necessarily have to start him this week. All
2: right, Dave, let's get your winners. Mitchell Trubisky, our second winning bear. Trubisky, number one quarterback right now, 35 fantasy points in 6-point per passing touchdown leagues, 81 rushing yards and a touchdown there.
1: Yeah, that that part was pretty silly. How about this? He's had over 300 yards passing and three or more touchdowns in three straight games against three different kinds of defenses uh you you gotta i I don't love the completion percentage 26 of 50 kind of sucks but you have to love the playmaking ability the fact that he's willing to run with the football that that gives him a nice base and he's got the jets at home in a bounce back spot next week welcome to the top 10 mitchell you're the top one this week until patrick Mahomes plays but top 10 from now on starter
2: he's over the last three weeks he's bait I can't imagine there's a running there's a a quarterback with even close to as many rushing yards as him. It's 47 or more rushing yards three games in a row, and more than 80 this week.
3: What did what did his fancy points this week is what? 35. 35. So that's 116, I believe, over the last three games. 116 fancy points. He was at 80 plus coming into this week.
2: He had 55 plus 32 plus 35. So that's 90 plus 32 is.
1: God bless him, Matt Nagy.
2: Yeah. 117, I think it was. Yeah. I, I screwed, I, I, screwed up the math, but yes, uh, amazing. So who's buying into Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky as like a must-start guy or?
1: Hi. You I, have to.
2: Okay. Uh, then I will. And same game, J- uh,
1: Dave, Josh Gordon is your winner. Ah, I love the, the 55 yard catch and run. I kind of wish he was a little bit faster
0: so he could have scored a touch
1: on he, yeah. He's looked a little lackadaisical playing in this offense but he's still playing in this offense and seven targets another week with a lot of targets four catches 100 yards he's going to continue making plays for them and uh i'm i'm gonna keep continuing to try and trade for him in my leagues
2: okay josh gordon a uh, nice game from him. Brady with a good game, even though they scored a two two special teams touchdowns. Or uh, they have a defensive yes. touchdown. Or two special. They
1: touchdowns? had a, a kickoff return for a touchdown and a block punt and for block a touchdown. Punt. Right.
2: Still, Brady still managed to have a great game. All right, bonus winner, Marlon Mack. I would do the return of the Mack thing, but it's uh, it's kind of old news. Yeah, Marlon Mack, number one running back in fantasy for this week as of right now. Mac had 19 carries, 126 yards and a touchdown, plus two catches, 33 yards and a touchdown. And I think I want to see what I can get for him. What do you guys think?
3: Jim, just stay healthy. I mean, yeah, it's not a bad idea to sell high, but just stay healthy.
1: At the same time, if you can't sell high on him for something that you like, you might as well enjoy him. Yeah, I'm lean on him. I think You've the Colts waited. have no choice but against Oakland next on him. Yes, they're at Oakland next week.
2: All right, so let me ask you this, guys. Heath, I'll throw it to you first. If Marlon Mack stays healthy, how
0: good will he be? So he does not miss a game the rest of the season? Yes. I'll say that he averages 9 in non-PPR and uh, 12.5 in PPR. So he's a a low-end number 2, high-end number 3 running back? Mm.
1: I had 9 in mine. No, for non PPR, I'd go a little bit lower than that in PPR, but we're just splitting hairs at that
0: point. Yeah, somewhere between running back twenty and twenty six. Marlon Mack or Carry On Johnson, rest of season.
1: Oh, Carry On.
2: Oh, you Carry On.
1: Well, is Theo Riddick healthy or not?
2: Yeah, yeah, he'll be back.
1: Go I I can't believe it's going to come down to Theo Riddick. I don't think Theo Riddick's having a big impact
3: on what he did today.
2: He only had two catches today, Carry On. Right, Johnson.
3: and they, and they were winning most of the game.
2: All right, so what's your answer, Dave?
3: I'll take carry-on.
2: And Jamie taking carry-on. Uh, Jordan Howard or Marlon Mack?
0: Uh, Howard, non-PPR. If Mack doesn't get hurt, I would say Mack will outscore him. I'd probably take Howard. David? I'll take Mack. I'll
2: take oh, Mack. Oh, okay. Marlon Mack or SeatGeek? You know the oh, answer. SeatGeek. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's SeatGeek. All right. Listen, everybody. Download the SeatGeek app. Promo code is FFT. That's how you're getting 20 bucks off your first purchase. So you need to go to a concert, comedy, theater, or of course a sporting event, and you want guaranteed tickets, and you want a great deal. You want SeatGeek. SeatGeek saves you time, saves your money, and I use it all the time. I love the app. It's so easy to use. Search for an event. SeatGeek will even suggest events that are in your area. SeatGeek can let you know when the prices go down. Really, really useful and just easy thing to use. And again, the promo code is FFT. So you, you look at an event, and it gives you all these results. It grades every ticket based on value. It shows you very clearly where you're getting the bang for your buck. You can also sort by price. You can also sort uh, by adding the fees to your price so you know the final cost, which I think is a very, very uh, nice feature. And I'm telling you, you're going to really love SeatGeek. So make sure you download it and use the code FFT. Get $20. Off your first Seat purchase, again with the code FFT SeatGeek. Life's an event, and we have the tickets. Uh, let's go to the losers. Dave, we'll start with you. The Detroit wide receivers are So losers.
1: with with Carry on playing so well and LeGarrette Blunt actually averaging five yards per carry, the Lions were a running team today. Matthew Stafford threw twenty-two passes. It was the third lowest mark of his career. Not a single wide receiver had even 40 yards. Kenny Galladay had a touchdown called back, but outside of that, there was nothing to really love from from what you saw from the Lions receivers. So if this is going to continue to be the case for Detroit and they say, hey, you know what, we've got this great young running back. He's really, really good. Let's keep feeding him the rock. It's going to hurt Stafford. It's going to hurt those receivers. There might only be one guy that you'll feel – Remotely decent about starting. I think Marvin Jones is, is going to start hitting the waiver wire this week. And Golden Tate, you'll still start him in PPR. Maybe not in non and Kenny Galladay, you'll be a little nervous about starting.
2: And, uh, Tate, I think had an almost touchdown, right? Yeah. He, he got stopped. Yeah. He, oh, he dropped that ball. It should have been a touchdown mm-hmm. to him. but yep. Yeah, Stafford is not throwing that much. It's not just this game, Dave. It's four no, straight it's games. 30, 30 pass
1: attempts or less in four straight.
2: I think 36 or less in four straight, maybe 30 and three of those four. Mm, uh, pretty thir- sure it's 30. 30 and three in a row. I
0: I just think like they're gonna play Seattle at home, and maybe they're able to have a game like this again. But then they've got a stretch where they're at Minnesota, at Chicago, against Carolina, Chicago, and the Rams. They're not gonna throw the ball 30 times against those times. They're that's gonna, gonna be back to 35 to 40. Maybe I I, I think because I don't think their, their defense is any good.
2: Okay uh more losers dave um your second loser is jordan reed jordan reed <laughs> hey jordan reed
1: yeah uh, is uh, when you, how can you start him why are you starting him
2: no he led the team what? in receiving though 43 yards <laughs>
1: uh, yeah well there was no one else there to catch passes from alex smith but it's frustrating that he um continues to be a, considered a prominent fantasy tight end and he can't put up Numbers that are very good And I don't know if I can say cut him I don't even know if he's a sabotage drop Where you just hope somebody else picks him up But this is a team that likes to be balanced If not lean a little bit more toward the run And in a game where they didn't have any wide receivers That could um, pick up numbers or anything like that they, they still didn't get Jordan Reed as involved as he could have been
2: would you guys rank these three tight ends ahead of both Jordan Reed and Greg Olson? I know he caught a touchdown, but I think he had one catch for five yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Howard, Kittle, Ebron, rest of season.
1: They're all ahead of him. Of course. Okay. Hooper, too.
2: Oh. Jamie, you're losers. Alan Robinson, is he cuttable? He's 95% on Alan Robinson.
3: Ten-team leagues for sure. Uh, Twelve-team leagues. Uh, I'd put him on the cusp.
2: There was a moment in the fourth quarter where he was not in the game, so you have, uh, you have to wonder about the injury. But even when he was healthy, I mean, they're just not that involved. Uh, and then the, oh, God, the Eagles running backs, Lo- losers.
3: Oh. So frustrating. Yes. That neither one separated from the other, and neither of them did anything special today. So uh, you're not cutting either one yet. At least you shouldn't, but you can't start them anytime soon. And poor LaShawn McCoy
1: can't get traded to the Eagles now.
3: No, and it, it's funny because the bar is now set. All you have to do is get a fifth round pick for one of these guys. I don't think Le'Veon's going for a fifth round pick, but some mid level running back like Carlos Hyde can go for a fifth round pick.
2: And Josh, Josh Adams got into the mix with four carries for 17 yards for the Eagles. Well,
3: they got to do something. They can't run the ball.
2: Uh, Heath, you're losers. Uh, another bear. Taylor Gabriel, 59% owned, and I, I do apologize. I told everybody to pick up Taylor Gabriel.
0: Um, oh, we all, yeah. I, I did too. It, was, it wasn't just you. Uh, he just completely disappeared from the offense. I haven't seen this official snap counts yet, but Anthony Miller was on the field a lot more than he was from when I was watching. And even with Alan Robinson missing plays, because he was still a little banged up, Gabriel didn't play enough snaps, didn't get enough targets, just completely disappeared from the offense. And he's not Alan Robinson. He doesn't have Alan Robinson's history. You can just drop him. Uh,
2: they got the Jets next week. That was the other reason why I wanted to pick up Taylor Gabriel, because the Jets are so bad. So, you know, obviously Stefan Diggs is going to take advantage of that matchup, right? Um, and then, uh, Warren He him. did, he had eight catches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had, uh, Nelson Aguilar, eight catches. Uh. Um, Morris Claiborne
3: played well. Who did? Morris Claiborne. Well, Claiborne. Not on the touchdown he allowed to Aldrick Robinson. Nobody played well on Diggs. They were, that game was over by the time Robinson scored.
2: Uh, Duke Johnson Heath, he's another loser, didn't you hear? They traded Carlos Hyde. They're going to get Duke Johnson more involved.
0: That was awful. And like, not It wasn't enough to say we traded Carlos Hyde. We're going to get Duke Johnson involved. We also leak out Sunday morning that Duke Johnson's actually going to be the starter in this game. Right. That freaked people out. Oh, you, yeah. You Maybe he seen... didn't play the first snap, but he saw five touches in the game. Ran the ball once for negative four yards. He had a couple games in a row with six targets, not in this game, just four. And it's a game where Baker Mayfield threw it 34 times. I— it's terribly discouraging.
1: I can't even begin to tell you how many people in our chat that we had on Sunday morning. Oh, my God. Dude, Dotson's the starter. Should I start him over Nick Chubb? Should I pick him up over Nick? No, don't do it. Chubb had the first carry, by the way.
2: And I guess we should probably talk about Nick Chubb. It's been 26 minutes. So we haven't mentioned him. Uh Nice game. Uh,
1: well, for three quarters, it was a nightmare. <laughs> he did not have many yards on not many carries, and then the Browns remembered – to use him and he broke off a long run, got a goal line touchdown and, uh, definitely saved the day with a very strong fourth quarter. He did look great in that fourth quarter.
2: 18 carries, 80 yards and a touchdown. So Nick Chubb or carry on Johnson rest of season.
0: Chubb. I'll take Chubb. Okay. Chubb Their or. Their schedule in the next three weeks is just awesome. And this wasn't like, this was a great matchup for Baker Mayfield. It wasn't a great matchup for a running back. Yes, it was. There was no Gerald McCoy playing for right. the Bucks. They were still pretty good
1: against the run today. The they were for three quarters, but then they fell off.
2: Uh, those are our losers, and it brings us to our Tweet of the Day. It's from Dave Richard. Dave says, there's a commercial with a girl wearing headphones on a bus watching the world go by. In it, a guy runs out of his townhouse chasing a chicken. That guy looks kind of like Adam Azer.
1: I finally made Tweet of the Day. <laughs>
2: I have never seen this commercial.
1: You've never seen it's. Do you watch games on Sunday? What is
2: it? No, I don't watch, I watch seven hours of commercial free football, Dave. That's
1: why you've never seen the commercial.
2: Uh, what, what's the, uh, product?
1: It's for headphones, I believe.
2: Headphones. Okay. I'll take, I'll take, I'll try to find it. Dave Richard is out of here.
1: Bye, Dave. Good luck to everybody on Monday night
2: and Sunday night. Sunday night football about to start. I get to watch most of it. Good stuff. Starting a little earlier today with the podcast. Let's do some buy or sell. Buy or sell. Stefan Diggs is overrated in fantasy.
3: Buy. You have to. Look, I was the big Stefan Diggs guy. He, uh, he's had some good moments, but he has not lived up to what my expectations were. And I'm sure based on the average opposition, what a lot of people's expectations were. So. Um, I, I'm still hopeful. Look, he's healthy. Usually he's had some injuries along the way. And he got fourteen targets today. I think that was a season high. Um he's heading back to the place of his most famous play. New
2: Orleans. This week. Uh oh, no, it's I'm a sorry. home game, right? Games in Minnesota. Yeah. Well, he's probably had some big plays in Minnesota too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but the 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 matchup <laughs> well, is
2: I wanna I wanna just say like he's better than this. He's gonna be huge by he,
3: this. He's getting the toughest cover most weeks. Yeah. So that's a sign of where his respect level is. But at some point, you got to start to say maybe we should cover Adam Thielen. <laughs> well,
2: look, if he's getting the if he's getting the best cover, the toughest cover each week, he's got the Saints and the Lions. Both of them have great two great corner, you know, one great cornerback who have done well against number ones this year. Does that I don't mean think the
0: Saints are chasing receivers though?
2: You don't think Lattimore, uh
0: Well, there was a play today where he was lined up on Chris Moore.
2: Well, I mean, look, I I think he did a pretty good job against Beckham. Um,
0: He did not follow John Brown today. He was mostly on Michael Crabtree. I don't
2: think John Brown warrants. Oh, yeah, he was on Crabtree. That's the right. That's what I'm saying.
3: Uh, Look, you're starting Stephon Diggs. Anytime somebody's getting 14 targets or eight catches, forget about the secondary numbers that come along with it. There's the chance for plays to be had there. So in PPR, he didn't crush you. In non-PPR, he hurt you. But unless you really are... Locked and loaded at receiver. And that means, you know, we'll see how this game goes tonight. But guys like Tyler Boyd or maybe John Brown, if you want to make that move, I'm not there yet. But, um, you know, the, the secondary guys that have been consistent, if Calvin Ridley comes out of this week with another good game, I, I, I can understand benching Stephon Diggs, but he's in my lineup every week.
2: Yeah. I wasn't saying it more from a benching. I was saying it more from like, uh, if you are someone who thinks he, who thought he was going to be amazing, would you try to make a buy low offer thinking it's, it's coming. The production's coming.
3: Yeah, you can do that if you get him really cheap, but there, there's enough of a sample size now. He's got what, what, two good games? Or, uh, or three. Two, two three. great games and a few good games?
2: He's had three games with 91 or more yards. He's had four games
3: with uh, 43 or fewer yards. So that's, I, I think just kind of what he is at this point. He's clearly not going to be better than Adam Thielen. That was my expectation. Yes. That's wrong. Yeah. All right,
2: buy or sell? Keenan Allen is not a top fifteen wide receiver rest of season.
3: Uh, buy, but he's still uh, top twenty.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell. I'll say he's just inside the top fifteen. But that's a good number. It's gonna be right around there, I think.
3: He had a play today where he was wide open. They threw it to Mike. Will- Philip Rivers threw it to Mike Williams. It should have been a touchdown. Hit Williams in the hand. He dropped it. Allen thought he was open. He complained or he was yes. frustrated. He kicked the pylon. He went over the sideline. You saw Philip Rivers talking to him about what he saw, whatever. So my guess is coming off their bye week, there'll be a little bit of market correction yep. and some, some squeaky wheel. But, uh, I thought he looked good in this game. There were, there were some drives where, and, and plays where he was making plays in the middle of the field. And I thought he was headed for a big game early. Uh, had he scored the touchdown, let's just say Rivers goes to him. He most likely
0: catches the ball that Williams drops. I think and, it's the same thing as Austin Eckler. There weren't enough offensive plays. Yeah. Those big plays really cut down on the pass attempts and the rush attempts in this game.
2: Yeah, they had the ball for 9 minutes in the first half. Total time of possession, they had 24 minutes 37 seconds of possession and Allen, he had a he had five catches for 72 yards. He led the team in receiving. No, he did not. Tyrell Williams did. I apologize, but um, Williams had uh the big plays. Um yeah, I I don't know. I, it's just it's kind of like targets a targets down thing.
3: again though. That's the problem too.
2: 5 targets. Well, Rivers threw 26 passes.
0: Yeah, he had, he had to tw- 20, 20% is probably not really good enough. True.
2: All right. Buy or sell. You are an idiot moron if you bench Andrew Luck.
0: Bye. I, I have a hard time saying that. <laughs> like it didn't work out this week and I had him, like I had him, I think a little bit too low, but he threw for 150 yards. Like if you bench a guy, he throws for 150 yards and four touchdowns. You're not an idiot moron. Yeah. But I'll, I'll go back. We had this conversation last week.
3: You said it about Cam Newton. I said it about Andrew Luck. Just said it and forget it.
2: Yeah, it's just you know it's interesting. Then I go back to the only two quarterbacks were started in more than eighty-two percent of leagues, and you can be in a situation where you have multiple quarterbacks who are said it and forget it. Which is why I don't think I should have asked this question to begin with, because I don't think there's one quarterback in football there. You're not maybe Mahomes at this point, but. You can you can make the case for benching any quarterback because it's such a deep position and you play matchups and whatnot.
3: Right, but but again it's also about roster management. So Breeze had a brutal matchup this week against Baltimore. He ends up with twenty fantasy points. Or twenty one, whatever he finished with. Right? Yeah. Twenty, I Okay, that's that that's not gonna crush your team. You may lose because of it, which I understand, but at the same time, what would you have had to drop to pick up another quarterback? So it comes down to, you know, individual and what your your roster looks like. Same thing with luck. Like I made a, a poor decision today and, and I had it ranked this way. I had Jameis over Luck. And it's gonna cost me a, a a fantasy matchup because I've been carrying both quarterbacks and I'm gonna probably struggle each week about which guy to play. And I'm sure a lot of people are in that situation. Now Trubisky's gonna be like that for, for some guys. Um but I, I think if you just you know, like like Rivers for example, same thing. Just leave him in there. Well but Leave leave Cam in there. Leave Wentz in there at this point.
2: Cam, like I'm so mad about Cam. He played like crap. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, just no business winning that game and having a good fantasy day. And he had an amazing fourth quarter. So, you know, it is what it is.
3: Um, but, but that's that's the type of player he is. He's going to give you great moments, and sometimes those great moments are extended over the course of two quarters or all game. I suppose.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna kind of speed up buy or sell because I had the same question about four guys. Basically, it's blank is about to have a big second half. I'm gonna give you the the four names and you tell me the the ones that you think are gonna have a big second half. Kenyon Drake, Lamar Miller, Josh Gordon, Dion Lewis, all winners today. Kenyon Drake, Lamar Miller, Josh Gordon, Dion Lewis. Who has a big second half? Gordon. Gordon. Anyone else?
3: Yeah. They all could clearly, um, but. Lamar Miller just makes me nervous because if Deontay Foreman does come back, then it's going to be messy.
2: All right. finally, so Lewis,
3: Lewis looked great today. They actually had a lot of success. Derrick Henry scored for the first time in what seems like forever. Lewis was awesome.
2: He's so much better than Derrick Henry for that offense. I mean, did you watch that game and think they have got to just make it the Deion Lewis show, basically?
3: Yes. That wasn't what I thought of, but now that you say it, yes.
2: All right, guys. I thought, uh, why
3: the hell are they going for two?
2: <laughs> Buy or sell, last one. Adrian Peterson is not a sell high. He's just good.
0: He is currently good. He's still not a bad sell high because he's old and he's taking a lot of hits and he's not exactly 100% healthy right now. And so I, I would still call him a sell high, but he is, he's, he's running good right now.
3: Well, really go is. back to what we started with the show with or, or, in the early part of the show, Marlon Mack or Adrian Peterson, rest away.
2: Uh, Mack.
3: Right. That, I, I'd say the same thing. And you were saying, what can I get for him? I, I still think that's the same thing with Peterson. Good point. You're, you're kind of living on borrowed time, but but to your your point, Adam, though, it's great borrowed time. He's been fantastic, and you know we we've talked about this. The defense is good. It's keeping them in games. They're not having to chase points. Chris Thompson being hurt is very good for Peterson because he's not coming off the field in those obvious situations. Like, it's, it sucked to see Capri Bibbs score the receiving touchdown. That probably would have been Thompson, or it may have been Peterson if he was, you know, a little bit more involved in, in that aspect of the game. But he's been, he's been awesome. It's, it's hard to take away from it. And Heath, you made a great call in the preseason. You know, maybe he's just good. And so far, he's been good.
2: All right. Let's see how we did in the FanDuel contest at fanDuel.com slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT. I almost got in the money. There are about 1200 people in this contest. 1,176 people. $5 tournament. Uh, you guys feel free to share where you finished. I came in 287th out of 1,176. Uh, not bad. And 242 people won money. Uh, on a $5 entry, the lowest, uh, payout was 10 bucks. Uh, first place gets 500 bucks, and I'll tell you what the first place lineup was, but, you know, I got the Redskins DST scored me a touchdown, Todd Gurley, I had a flex. Unfortunately, I had Corey Clement, he killed me, Kirk Cousins wasn't very good, Stefan Diggs. That was basically what it was. Cousins and Diggs, I thought they'd go off, and they didn't. But, uh, you know, we did well with the rest. We looked at the matchups, we said, put David Njoku in there. Uh, get Jarvis Landry in there, two guys we really love. Nick Chubb was the free space, and it was a lot of fun. These are guys I don't really have on my seasonal teams. I was able to use them on my FanDuel team, and guess what? I did not cash out in this tournament, but I played the same exact lineup in a 50-50. I came in 25th out of 100, and I won those $5 right back. So uh, that's why I love FanDuel plenty of different types of contests to play. Use your knowledge that you get from our podcast and compete against people that are dumb, idiot morons and don't listen to our podcast and take their money. Go to Fanduel.com FFT. Sign up right now. You can join our contest every week, but you can also make a deposit at Fanduel.com FFT and get a $5 bonus on your first deposit. Fanduel.com FFT for a $5 bonus. That's for new users only. Bonus not available for withdrawal. State and age restrictions apply, and for full eligibility rules, and terms and conditions, go to FanDuel.com. News and notes: Mari Cooper could be traded. Devonte Parker could be traded. Demarius Thomas could be traded. Oh, Joey Bosa expected to return in Week Nine, according to ESPN. Frank Gore got a little dinged up. He came. He came back, right? Frank Gore. Yeah, he he came back. Yes. Albert Wilson, though, did not. He may have suffered a serious injury, Albert Wilson. Kenny Stills also left with a leg injury, so a little bit of a rough day for the Dolphins. Um, and they play Thursday
3: night, so you're probably not going to see those guys.
2: And Mitchell Trubisky, he had an eight-yard touchdown run. On that play, he ran 71 yards. <laughs> moving around. He, he's like Russell Wilson right now. Uh, he's well, like Russell fun. Wilson used to be. Yes. <laughs> well said. Very fun. He also, I thought, played very horribly as a passer.
3: He, he got lucky. There should have been probably neither one or two interceptions in that game for him.
2: Bad decisions, some ugly throws. But And, and keep in mind,
3: team. he had about 50 yards on that last Hail Mary attempt.
2: Yeah. Carson Wentz completed 15 straight pass attempts during today's game. He he deserved more fantasy points. He deserved a better fate.
0: He didn't play very well at the end.
2: Last drive? Yeah. Yeah, it was ugly. And he got that fumble at the end. Yeah. Quan uh, Alexander may have torn an ACL. Bucks linebacker. Ronald Jones scored Tampa Bay's first rushing touchdown of the season. Uh, Xavier Rhodes sprained his ankle. Mike Zimmer says he doesn't think it's a big deal. Kiki Q T left with a hamstring injury. He's not going to
3: play Thursday night. He's already been ruled out.
2: Oh, okay. Will Fuller had a good game. Corey Clement has four fumbles this season. Do not overlook that. San Francisco defensive back Adrian Colbert hurt his leg in the second half. I don't know if he was able to make it back in. And the Ravens gave up a, a touchdown in the second half for the first time this season.
0: We do have to have one fact-checked on the news and notes. Uh Uh-oh. I think it was Ronald Jones scoring the first running back rushing touchdown of the season.
2: Yeah. Yeah, of course. In fact, that wasn't even the first rushing touchdown of the game. Jameis Winston (laughs) pulled that off. Running back rushing touchdown.
3: Barber had an almost-touchdown. and was taken away.
2: That bothers me. Because, you know, you don't feel good when you start Peyton Barber. But when you start Peyton Barber and you could have had a good game from him and you don't, then you really don't feel good. Uh leaderboard or to the games, what do you think?
3: Games. To the games. games.
2: Chargers twenty. Titans nineteen. Talked about the running backs. Corey Davis, Dunsky? He was awful. Thirty ninety three percent over. Are you done,
0: Eve? Nope. You're not done? Nope. MVS or uh or Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Wow. He's got a bye. Drop him in his bye. He's picking him up.
3: Corey Davis, please. He had a bad drop. He had a really bad drop in that Oh game. yeah,
0: he had he had a bad game.
2: Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams, your thoughts?
0: Cold Tyrell.
2: Hey, you've got the chance. You can drop Corey Davis for Tyrell Williams, Heath.
0: Yeah, I probably won't. Hey, uh-huh. Tyrell's on a buy next week too. I don't think I'm gonna pick him up. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's Tyrell Williams, is the kind of guy that's gonna burn you because he's.
0: Oh yeah, the second you, know you pick him to burn he'll you, light up. Corey Davis. <laughs> Corey
2: Davis. Uh, you know what? I
3: mean, he's not even, he's, he's barely the second best receiver on his team.
2: Hey, does Tajay Sharp matter?
0: More than Corey Davis? <laughs> he, he was better today than Corey Davis was, yes. He, had he was, yards. I don't he's, believe he matters more.
2: Um, Austin Eckler, I mean, he, he, he disappointed.
0: Yeah. It, it, for the most part, I attribute this to the number of plays and the amount of minutes the Chargers had the ball.
3: And he just, yeah, didn't any no. big he ran 15 If you were to points. say 17 touches, what did you, what did you text us this morning? Your projections for him? 22? 16 carries and 6
0: targets. He had 12 carries and 7 targets. So,
3: I mean, he wasn't far off.
2: He was okay yeah. in PPR, because he caught 5 passes.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, look, if
3: you were to tell me that was the number going in, I would have signed up for it all day.
2: Only 54% started for Eckler. I, I do wonder if some of that was like, it was just too damn early for some people. But, yeah. uh, Probably not too much. All right, Tampa Bay 26, Cleveland 23. So let me ask you about Jameis. I brought it up with Dave on the Friday show. This was a Browns defense that had done very well against some great quarterbacks, at least kept them off the board in fantasy. Winston threw 52 times and ends up with 19 fantasy points. Does that make you think that the Browns are one of the toughest matchups for quarterbacks As they have Roethlisberger and then Mahomes and then Ryan the next
3: three games? If Deshaun Jackson has that ball, that touchdown, where he was literally in the end zone, I think, for eight steps and couldn't hold on to it, I think you would say Jameis would have probably scored two touchdowns in this game. However it ended up, the rushing touchdown, the pass touchdown, I would have said he would have scored twice. I would have been fine with his day.
0: And this is another guy that in four-point-per-passing touchdown leagues finished much, much higher. Because I think he threw for the most yards today, right?
2: Oh, that's possible. He had 365 of them.
3: I, I just think this offense is now we have we have enough of a sample size. They've played six games. The quarterbacks have thrown for three sixty five or more in five of them.
2: Wow. Yes, Heath, you're right. He's he's currently leading. Uh wow. All right. So yeah, it makes sense. Look, he's turnover prone and that's always gonna hurt. He fumbled twice, he lost one of them, he threw two picks. But if he's throwing this much and he's throwing for three hundred sixty five yards and he was on pace to lead the NFL in passing yards in his healthy games last year, so the 11 games
3: he played, yes. I think you're going to see, it, depending on how Andy Dalton comes out of this game tonight, uh, that's going to be one of the, the highest over-unders next week. It's Tampa Bay at Cincinnati. So Dalton could have a huge day given the matchup, and I think Jameis can also.
0: I'm going to have Jameis ranked really high again next week.
3: What do you guys think about
2: Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber? Yuck. Frustrating. Yuck. Are you going to pick up Ronald Jones after his one-yard touchdown scamper? No. Cool. Uh Baker Mayfield, do you trust them at Pittsburgh next week? He had twenty four fantasy points in this game. Wasn't wasn't easy though. <laughs> uh
3: I think Pittsburgh's defense is going to start to look a lot better because they started to look better toward the uh prior to their bye week, last couple games. Um, so I think Baker's gonna be about the same going in for me in the teens. Um, but he's not gonna play as well as he did today.
0: Yeah, I won't. He's not going to be uh I I don't think he'll be one of my top three streamers. Probably. I think there are enough quarterbacks under sixty percent owned that uh, I won't go there. And he may, he may be over sixty. He's owned he's now. way over. Yeah. He's sixty
2: five yeah. right now.
0: Well, that's it. I thought yeah. he was in the seventies.
2: I can double check. I'm at sixty five. Uh And I don't want to you know toot our own horn too much, but I feel good that we recommended both Jarvis Landry and Josh Gordon as buy lows that we said David Njoku, I think we said two weeks ago, he was set up for uh, for a really good stretch, and it's going to continue. And he had four catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown.
3: Even if Baker and those guys play poorly at Pittsburgh coming off their bye week, it's Kansas City and Atlanta the next two games after that.
2: Right. And, yeah, it's 65% owned for Mayfield. He was 27% started. Uh Colts 37 and Bills 5. So we touched on Andrew Luck. We touched on Marlon Mack. We talked about Chris Ivory. How about Kelvin Benjamin? Do you think maybe he and Derek Anderson could have some type of uh connection here, and, and Kelvin Benjamin, 19% owned, could be worth an ad.
3: Is Anderson starting next week?
2: Why wouldn't he? Well, because he was terrible.
3: <laughs> I mean, they may go back to Peterman. Who knows? <laughs> He's He is so bad.
2: I started him as a super flex, and he scored a negative one point.
3: I picked him up <laughs> in, a, in our two-quarterback league, and I dropped Marshawn Lynch. I felt icky doing it. And I thought, well, I mean, you know, I'm going to need a byway quarterback at some point. And yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'd, know, rather, I'd
3: rather start Taysom Hill at this point.
2: We never really talk about like the super flexes, but now that I'm in two two quarterback, one two quarterback league and two super flex leagues, like I have to make these decisions on these dreadful quarterbacks or not dreadful flex options, and it's kind of fun. It's actually really fun, and the quarterbacks keep letting me down, Uh like Derek Anderson today. Anyway, They'll stop doing it. I'm, yeah, I think I'm at that point. Uh Well, what do you think about Benjamin? Start uh, Pick him up or no?
0: I'm not adding <laughs> him. <clears throat> okay.
3: No, but, you know, look, if you're a 14- or 16-team league and you're done with Taylor Gabriel or, as you should be, done with Corey Davis, uh, why not?
2: I think it's nice that T.Y. Hilton just finds a way to be good for fantasy.
0: Well,
3: he is good.
2: I know. I'll, I'll be
0: interested to see what his snap count was in this game, too, because I, I don't think he was playing a lot between the 20s.
2: He caught two touchdowns, four catches, 25 yards, two touchdowns. Alright, Eric Ebron had a bad game. Is that fluky or is that, uh, a product of, well luck through 23 passes first of all, but also Hilton being back? Yes. Gotcha. Uh, Ebron, three catches, 31 yards on seven targets. Carolina 21, Philadelphia 17, Eagles had the ball for more than 10 more minutes than Carolina. Who'd you rather have rest of the season, Cam Newton or Ka- Carson Wentz? Cameron Wentz. Carson Wentz or Jim. Cam Newton?
3: Uh, I'll take Wentz. He's looked good.
2: He has looked good. But, but three out of four games, he's just been like exactly what he thought he'd be, kind of low end number one. I don't get yeah, it.
3: Yeah, but it's, I mean, what has he been? 23 points basically? 24 points?
2: 22 to 24, I think, in three of the four, and then the other one was 30 points at the Giants. Six point per passing touchdown leagues.
3: Yeah, four points I'll take him, six points I'll take once.
2: I think, I think his problem is, is Aguilar. Getting nothing from him would help. Doesn't
3: matter though when the other two guys are so awesome.
2: Hurts and Jeffrey? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice though. Um, Heath, anything else from this game? You wanna talk about Christian McCaffrey? Two kinda of bad games in a row in non-PPR. Not yeah, kinda. it's
0: um, they can't, he's not gonna be as good as I Maybe thought he was in games where they were down 17 points. Like I would kind of think that would be his bread and butter, and those the, that's what's happened the last two weeks. And and he's struggled in that role a little bit. Just seven carries in this game. They didn't run the ball that much. It almost seems like you should count on about the same number of rush attempts for Cam and McCaffrey each week.
3: You're Devin- thinking McCaffrey or Camara rest away. Well, um, I'll stick with McCaffrey. They're both passed by now. Yep. Interesting.
2: I'm, believe it or not, I'm going to say Kamara non-PPR and McCaffrey PPR.
3: Yeah, I'll take Kamara both.
2: I think Kaffrey, I think Kamara scores more touchdowns. Um, what about Devin Funches? Sell high or no thanks, guy?
3: He's been good. Yeah, awesome. The last two weeks? I'll sell high.
0: Okay.
2: Would you rather have Golden Tate or Devin Funches?
0: Tate. Tate.
2: Would you rather have Funches or John Brown?
0: Uh
3: Yeah, John Brown. More more. say.
2: Detroit 32, Miami 21. Detroit had the ball for about seven more minutes than the Dolphins. Uh, Matthew Stafford, just not throwing a lot, but playing well per pass attempt. Is Stafford a must-own guy? He's 95% owned.
3: At his position, he is not a must-own guy. But as he said, there are going to be a lot of games coming up where he's going to have to throw a lot.
2: Okay. I think we've, we've talked enough about the Detroit passing game and, and running game. Throwing over to the Dolphins, Kenyon Drake, Frank Gore. Gore had more carries. Drake had the better game, six but car- by far, six carries, 72 yards and a touchdown, also four catches. Uh, what do you, what do you think about Kenyon Drake the rest of the season, Heath?
0: I think he's right in that Marlin back range. I mean, there's a, a possibility that he starts getting 12 to 15 carries a game, and then I think he would actually be better than Mac. But the way it's sitting right now, I, I think they're in a similar range. You have Stills banged up, Wilson banged up, Parker banged up.
3: They need to use Parker would like you to
0: know that he is not banged up, <laughs> Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
3: And maybe traded. Um, so they need to use him in the passing game more. But uh, uh, Danny Amendola now two good games in a row with, with Brock Osweiler in another situation where he benefits. And Osweiler's played well the last two weeks and he gets a revenge game. The Houston Texans oh, match. God.
2: You think it's his revenge game? <laughs> what do you think the fans are gonna do to, <laughs> what do you think
0: DeAndre Hopkins is gonna do to Brock Osweiler? He's gonna tackle him. It's gonna look like Eric Reeb at the coin flip. Yes, exactly. Is
3: it, is it, is it, uh, Osweiler's fault that they wanted to pay him without seeing him? <laughs> without letting the coach talk to him? <laughs> I guess not. Uh, no, look, Osweiler's played well. Yeah. credit?
2: Yeah. Uh, Houston he 20, not Jacksonville 7. Wait, uh, yeah, it's true. Houston 20 and Jacksonville 7. Uh, we knew Deshaun Watson was a sit, and he scored 12 fantasy points and six point for passing touchdown leagues. Do you have long-term concerns about Watson? Yes. Is it just health or is it
3: performance? Oh, it's health. I mean, I think if he gets right, it's so amazing. This, their season is really just one of the most amazing things. 0-3 going into week four against the Colts, and Frank Wright gives them a gift. Yes. And they win that game. Mm-hmm. Jason Garrett the following week gives them a gift. And they win that game. What did he do? Nathan Peterman gives them a gift. And they win that game. Nathan Peterman gives them a gift? Yeah. And then, and then they just destroy the Jaguars in Jacksonville and now they're the best team in the division. Yeah. What a, what a division. It's amazing. And you know what else? If Frank Reich doesn't do what he does and they end up tying that game, they're in it too.
2: The, the Texans do not have one game on their schedule that I don't think they, they, have a good chance of winning except at Philadelphia, maybe at Washington. What about this week? No, they, I'm saying every game other than maybe two are, I, oh, I'm I sorry. might winning, pick them winning.
3: to win. Yes, I, I heard you wrong.
2: I mean, they oh. won't win all of them, obviously, but they they could easily, they could win the division now. They might be in the if, driver's seat.
3: If they had any semblance of an offensive line, because you look at their defense and they've really played well. Clowney and Watt are a terror up front. Uh, Honey Badgers played well. He's got a second interception this week. Secondary's played well. Um, or at least competent. And the receiving core is great, if, especially if QT is healthy. Uh, They've run the ball enough, but they can't block anybody.
2: Well, let's talk about Lamar Miller because he – my uh, idiot moron move was benching Lamar Miller for Keelan Cole in PPR. Horrible decision. Well, who saw this coming? Yeah, I, but it was like a last-minute decision for me, and I was like, ah, let's go with Cole. Miller, 22 carries, 100 yards, and a touchdown – Uh, Wow. And against Jacksonville, Heath, do you have faith in Lamar Miller going forward?
0: Oh, no. No, I I didn't have any faith in him this week. And I was I was probably lower on him than you, were. I benched him for a lot of people. I still have him on my bench in leagues. Um, I'm worried about the share of carries he's going to get down the stretch, whether it's because he's getting dinged up or it's because Foreman is back. He's behind that Mac-Drake tier of running backs and more of just a, okay, I'll start him as a flex. You go all in on Lamar Miller this week.
2: Against the oh, yeah. against
0: the Dolphins on
3: Thursday night, you go all in, and then you trade him for whatever you can get because Heath is 100% right about the long-term situation for him, but the short-term is as dreamy as it could possibly get because he looked healthy, they looked healthy, he looked great running the ball, and the Dolphins just showed you that they cannot stop anyone.
2: All right, Which I'm means ready Dolphins to, uh, Blue has a great game. Yeah, and this may have been the last time you're starting TJ Yeldon, but he caught a touchdown for you. And uh, maybe he stays involved in the passing game. He's been really good in the passing game this year. He's got 30 catches. Um, so that's – and we know that's not what Hyde did in Cleveland.
3: But anyway. So just – well, I'll just give you an, an update since we spoke um, – haven't spoke since Saturday night and you guys haven't spoken since Friday. Uh, on our Fantasy Football Today show, uh, Pete Briscoe, drink. Drink. Um, he, he said the same thing I think that the reports have been. And, and again, he's well tied into the Jaguars. That Fournette comes back after their bye week. He thinks it goes 60%. I'm going to guess this is based on what he said. He said 15 to 20 touches for Fournette. So I'm going to say 60, 70% of the work for Fournette when he's healthy. Hyde is the second guy up and Yeldon's the guy on passing up.
2: Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Uh, all right, New England 38 and Chicago 31. I, I feel like we've really talked about a lot here, but would you rather have rest of season? Tariq Cohen or James White?
0: White.
3: White now if Michelle's out.
2: Yeah, I think it's an easy one. Tariq Cohen or Jordan Howard in non-PPR?
3: Uh, Cohen.
2: I'll take Cohen. And I actually think that I'm a little disappointed. Uh,
3: earmuffs, earmuffs.
2: Uh, he's watching, right? Yes. I'm a little behind. I'm watching on my computer.
3: Earmuffs. Earmuffs.
2: I'm going to guess Kareem Hunt just scored a touchdown. That's what I'm going to guess. On a pass. On a pass. How about that? So I am a little disappointed in Julian Edelman. I know he scored a touchdown, but gave the stat on the radio show. I tweeted the stat. and uh, Oh, touchdown, Kareem Hunt. Um, He averaged seven catches for 93 yards in six games without Rob Gronkowski two years ago, with Brady and without Rob Gronkowski. Brady was suspended for the first four games of the year and Gronk I think missed the game or two. Um, he was a he was a monster and he had 70 or more yards in every game in those six games. He had five catches, 36 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. So I don't know. Heath, you know, you said sell high on Edelman. That was before we knew Gronk was out. How do you feel about Edelman right now?
0: I got a lot more excited about Edelman for this game once we found out Gronk was out. I said mostly the same thing you were thinking. More targets and he did get a little higher Share of the targets in this game, but not, not much. Not the bump that I was expecting. Uh, you're just hoping he scores a touchdown each week in non-PPR. He's, he's got 36, 57, and 54 yards in three weeks. Uh, I I don't even
2: Forget non-PPR. PPR. He's, he's not even really a difference maker there, is he? I mean, he did have seven catches last week, but five, four, and seven catches in three games.
3: They also lost two possessions, two drives.
2: That's true. But he so still he, threw thirty-six passes. Not a ton. Not a ton. Yeah.
3: If Michelle's out, it's the Brady show.
2: Uh, probably Minnesota thirty-seven, Jets seventeen. At Cousins, dude. Like, here's my hot take on Cousins. If Cousins were so good, he'd be a Redskin.
3: Well, they weren't giving him eighty million dollars guaranteed, so no, he would not.
2: They would have locked him up before franchising him two years in a row. They, they never wouldn't give him the deal fu- that he wanted. They never fully trusted Kirk Cousins because yeah. he's kind of annoying as a, as a quarterback.
0: I mean, he's kind of annoying. I, the, the, you like that thing was got really annoying. <laughs> I'll agree with that part.
2: I like him. I root for him. But he just, like, he should have had a huge game today, and he did it. And this is, like— Oh, here is fantasy points in seven games and six point per passing touchdown leagues where you really want 23 or more, I'd say. 23, 41, 11, 36, 16, 18, 21. I'd say four disappointing games in seven. Fair. What do you think?
3: I think he's just in that set and forget it, though.
2: Yeah, he was 82% started, which was among the highest this week.
3: Well, I mean, he had a great match against the Jets. Right. It
2: was disappointing. Uh, Jermaine Curse, no catches, that was great.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, Chris Herndon. Yeah. Chris Herndon we definitely should talk about. He should, he almost had two touchdowns, he had one called back, so he caught a touchdown last week against the Colts, it was kind of a fluky play. But four catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown today, and uh, and a, another touchdown reverse for the rookie tight end.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how many people are gonna start him in, in 10 or 12 team leagues, but in 14 team leagues, you should absolutely look at him.
0: Next week's the first uh by NATO, right?
3: Uh, I, no, there's only four teams off next week.
0: Only four next week, so it's the week after that. I was gonna yeah, say, week nine. Maybe during by NATO you start him, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not particularly interested.
2: All right, that's Chris Herndon. New Orleans twenty four, Baltimore twenty three. Uh, thoughts on the Ravens running backs? Collins got much more of the work. He had eleven carries and three catches. And we knew it was a tough matchup for him, but but Buck Allen was consistently in at the goal line, except for the play in which Lamar Jackson ran it in from one yard out. Actually Alex Collins was in on that play. That was after Allen was in for like three straight plays near the goal line. So, Jamie, your thoughts on the Ravens running backs.
3: Well, they put Collins in a lot of times on the Allen touchdown dive. So <laughs> they put both of them on the field together. Um I, I I think it's kind of what the sentiment was going into this week. It's you just can't necessarily trust them yet. So they have a tough game going into Carolina this week. I I know Carolina's run defense hasn't exactly been stellar. They were great today, but I don't know how much that is just the Eagles not being a good run team. Um, If Collins doesn't score, he's going to hurt you. And if Allen doesn't score, he's terrible. So they're at best flex options. Collins better in non-PPR, Allen better in PPR. But even Allen's receptions have come down.
2: Are you ready to put Marlon Mack ahead of Alex Collins?
3: Oh, yes. Yes.
2: Okay. Uh we've got Willie Sneed being extremely inconsistent when I thought he'd be <laughs> consistent. He also dropped a pass that probably went about would have been about a twenty yard gain. But John Brown was awesome today. John Brown was terrific. Seven catches, one hundred thirty four yards, and a touchdown. Nearly had a second touchdown. Uh and Crabtree continues to get targets, didn't do much with it.
3: That's How about our trade today in our fantasy football league? What was it? Michael Crabtree for Carry Johnson.
2: It's terrible. <laughs> What I I, scold,
3: I I scolded the owner who did that.
2: It was bad. It was Marone, and wasn't
3: it? Marone traded for Carry On. Johnson.
2: Oh, good job, Marone.
3: I uh I told the owner I'm not going to reveal his name. If you watched our HQ programming, you'll know who it is. That uh, and I was joking, but half serious. <laughs> I said I would have given you AJ Green for Carry On John. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: He's oh, like, what? I said it wouldn't have been far off. It was Kaiser, I, wasn't it? No.
2: It was it. No. Okay. Uh Washington 20, Dallas 17. Ugh, bad game for Zeke. I'm sure we'll just we'll just shake that off.
0: I I think it's time to acknowledge that the Washington has a really good defense. Apparently, they they do.
3: It's funny. It's one of those defenses that's very good NFL-wise, not very good fantasy-wise cuz they just don't get to the quarterback a lot and get you a lot of turnovers. Uh
2: yes, I so for fantasy, I talked about this a lot, actually, on Friday. You guys had the Redskins somewhere between 10 and 12, and I said they are barely owned. They were like 15% owned or something, the DST. They are a very safe defense. They won't kill you. The, the Cowboys are terrible on the road offensively. I was surprised that they got the touchdown. It was really nice. They actually ended up having a good game defensively. But
0: Well, we should always be surprised when a defense gets a touchdown. It's it true. But
2: they're a solid DST, and the ownership doesn't reflect it.
0: No, and they get the
3: Giants this week.
2: Is there any fantasy takeaway from this game? I don't think uh, so. I mean, I mean we talked about
3: Gallup already. Another yeah. seven-catch game for Cole Beasley. He's yeah. not on pace for 75 catches. This Is continues. he really? He's going to get there. Yeah. What did I you did say? I did the math you... while you guys were talking about Gallup. <laughs> you said 90, right? I said 90, but he's now 16 catches his last two weeks. If he does this, Woo-hoo. I'm going to shatter it. <laughs>
2: all right. Last game, Rams 39, 49ers 10. Like, all right. So there are a few quarterbacks that just don't throw the ball enough and they're really good per pass attempt, but Rivers, Stafford, Goff, and maybe I'm forgetting some, but, but Goff Cousins. one, one game, co- who? Cousins. Yeah. No. One game this year with more than 33 pass attempts. No game with more than 36 pass attempts. Threw 24 passes and managed 20 fantasy points. But how do you feel about Jared Goff?
3: I love him this week. Green Bay. Yeah, home to Green Bay.
2: Then at New Orleans.
0: That's a really good – that will probably make him throw just a little bit more.
2: Like Three of his next four games, Green Bay at New Orleans, then Kansas City with Seattle in there as well.
0: Those are good matchups.
3: He's had a couple games this year where the yards have been there, but the touchdowns haven't.
2: And finally, give me your assessment of the running backs for the Niners.
3: Well, Brita got hurt, right?
2: I think he yes. I thought he came I back, but he did get hurt. I,
0: I think he has left every game that he's ever played with an entry. <laughs> and, uh, at least three of them have been career ending and he's recovered from all of them within a week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta pick up Raheem Mostert.
2: Yeah, 17% owned. Alfred Morris, I, I wanna say, I didn't get a chance, we went a little early today, I didn't get a chance to look, but I think a lot of Alf's carries were garbage time.
3: Oh, for sure. Yes. yes. Okay. Alright, well,
2: alright, any By the way, you wanna talk up. about
3: inconsistent, finally CJ Beathard had a bad game.
2: Yeah, yeah. And now no quarterback has thrown for, has scored 20 fantasy points in every game, except for Brock Osweiler?
0: Oh, <laughs> well, that's true one quarterback that has not reached 20 points in a game.
2: <sighs> Mario No, That's not that. Mariota.
0: No, he did. I guess yeah, he he did. did.
2: He did. Uh, that was hmm. the
0: that was the only time Corey Davis played, well, in his career.
2: Josh Allen did against the Vikings.
0: Yep. Baker who, did for the first time this week. Who? Yep. Josh Rosen? I cannot I, I'm looking right. It's either Rosen or Donald. Well, how, Donner, how, how many how many it's Rosen. What's what's the starts? It's
3: Rosen. Like how many starts do they
0: have that? Have? It was minimum 3 before this week, so it'll be minimum 4 now. So Rosen hasn't started for yet. Yeah, he hasn't. Rosen this is. Was, this was his fourth.
2: Rosen is the Rosen? guy. Rosen has not done it. Good call. All righty, that's it for our show. Thanks what for listening. What about the other game, though? Uh, yeah. What do you, Jamie? What do you think about Kansas City, Cincinnati? Gotta
3: go back.
2: <laughs> yes, we do have to go. We have to watch the game. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Tuesday with the waiver wire. See ya.